Dawn Marie, have you been using your superpowers this week? Oh, Sunday name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, as it, as it happens, I have. A friend of mine, after last week's episode, uh, mentioned to me that she thinks one of my superpowers is the ability to problem solve mm. and come up with like solutions that maybe you wouldn't necessarily go to first, thinking outside the box, etc. And I like to dabble in a bit of DIY. And so I came up with this ingenious little spot in my kitchen to stick up a chopping board, which keeps it out of the way and space-saving idea. And yeah, I feel like I utilise my superpowers to the max by getting that done. Wicked, genius. Yeah, what about you? Any superpowers this week? Absolutely none to report whatsoever. Sorry, TMI, but it's that time of the month. And so, Um, yeah, I rendered myself completely useless all week. But I didn't want to reschedule because I think it's really important that we're authentic in this process. Yes, it is. Um, And actually, with that in mind, we just want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of you that took the time to fill out the polls that we asked on the story yesterday um, about self-care because they were quite personal questions that we definitely felt a little bit... um, exposed even asking like we were exposing ourselves in asking them so with your honesty has has really helped us to feel confident enough to talk about the topic on this week's podcast yeah we really appreciate the fact that you know you guys have answered those questions so honestly and now we're gonna out you on um on our podcast (laughs) name and shame (laughs) now we're we're absolutely joking (laughs) we're just gonna talk about how much of a grot bag us pair are oh god (laughs) shall we stop (laughs) it's too late now let's do this Hi, I'm Dawn. Hi, I'm Laura. And, and we, we are ADHD AF. Seriously. We are two neurodivergent neighbours who moved to the same street at the same time, at the same age, with the same undiagnosed disability. What are the chances? Since discovering the enormous impact ADHD has had on our lives and the horrifying numbers of missing undiagnosed females, it has become our mission to make some serious noise. We want to use our voices to raise awareness, break the stigma and share our experiences in the hope that they help others. So join us for a chat, or as it's called up here in Aberdeen, a blether. (laughs) (laughs) Trigger warning, we will be covering some really sensitive topics, so please do have a read of the description of each episode before listening. It's important to note that we are not medical professionals. We're not therapists or coaches. We're not qualified to offer advice or support. What we will do is share our experiences alongside resources and information from professionals. We will talk over each other (laughs) and we will go off topic and forget the point (laughs) mid-sentence. We are both assigned female at birth which means that we can only speak from the experience of life as a fab people. However, ADHDAF is an inclusive space. Whatever your gender, you are very welcome here. Yes, you are. ADHDS females, ADHDAF. So Dawn, what does self-care mean to you? Self-care for me is the ability to look after yourself your mind, your body, your home, to the standard that you have set for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like, I immediately think of, like, 
it's like self-reliance and yeah. being able to do the various tasks, chores, etc. that are going to guarantee you a, a decent quality of life. Yeah, um, exactly. We asked some of you in the poll what self-care meant to you. I'll give a couple of examples. Um, taking time for me doing what I want. Currently hiding in my blanket for recharging. <laughs> Love that. Great nutrition, hydration, rest, um, hygiene. Uh, someone else said, at this point, I'd settle for three minutes alone in a king-size Snickers. <laughs> Sounds like the dream. Um, eating well, proper rest and doing things mindfully. That's a really good point. Um, literally showering and dressing a lot of the days. So the dictionary definition for self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. On the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. So, the first question that we asked in our poll was, do you keep on top of your self-care? 14% of you all said always, 34% said sometimes, and a whopping 52% of you said it's a struggle. Dawn, what was your answer and why? I was with the masses on that one and it's definitely a struggle for me. I think the reason for my struggle isn't because of the intentions you know like the the want for me to look after myself and keep on top of self-care is there it's usually to do with time constraints that I fall down because I've slept in too late Mm -hmm. or I've not given myself enough time therefore I've run out and I have to sacrifice something yeah and it's always my self-care that I sacrifice yeah 100%. 100%. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I, I said it's a struggle as well. And I think for me, the way that ADHD makes it a struggle is that I'm preoccupied with so many other things. Yeah. And like working from home, it's difficult to have structure um, anyway. Well, it definitely is for me. And so if I wake up in the morning and I make the effort to, or I've made the decision that I'm going to exercise straight away in the morning first thing. Yeah. Then I will exercise, meditate, have a shower, brush my teeth, get ready and crack on with the day. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not organised with that mindset, if I even for a second let myself look at my phone, next thing you know, I've dived into this project, which leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to that, which leads to the other thing. And it yeah it it just the day goes and the the self-care absolutely goes out of the window um the next question I asked was we asked sorry (laughs) was how often do you brush your teeth the question the first answer was morning and night religiously that was 39 percent so wow well done you guys (laughs) are our heroes what's that like (laughs) uh 23 percent said just morning 7% said just night and 32% said when I remember but I often forget. What was your answer? I was with the bottom of that poll with the um, when I remember but often forget. Um, I I love having clean teeth. Mm. I love the feeling of having clean teeth but generally again it's to do with time um, and forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, I just forget and it's always been a problem since I was a kid not being able to keep on top of my hygiene and I've suffered as a result because of that. Mm-hmm. So for me, like it was like I, exactly what I was saying before is that I will get so consumed in what I'm doing if I haven't had that structural morning 
then the whole day, well, I'm not even aware that it is a day. I'm just dived, like, fully focused into yeah. whatever the hell it is I'm doing. And normally chasing my tail, worrying, because whatever I'm doing should have probably been done, been done yesterday and worried that time is ticking and I'm not going to get things done. So what usually happens for me is that if I haven't had that routine morning, it takes my partner, my husband, saying, um, I'm on my way home, and I'll go, oh, my God, it's late afternoon. Yeah. And then I jump in the shower, get out, brush my teeth, have a lovely evening. And then because we're going to bed at night and he is really good at self-care, um, he's brushing his teeth, so I brush mine. Yeah. And that's that's literally how it goes. And I guess for me, in the same respect, because I'm single, I don't tend to brush my teeth at night. Yeah. Um, I'll just go to bed and I'll forget. And um, But when I'm in a relationship, I'll always brush my teeth yeah. at night. So, yeah. you know... Um, so you said, so we actually asked, has ADHD negatively impacted your teeth? And 61% said, yes, it has. How has it negatively impacted your teeth? Well, like I said, when I was younger, I didn't brush my teeth regularly. Um, I'd forget. I would be too interested in doing fun things to care about brushing my teeth. And as a, an effect of that, as a result of that, I um, had loads of cavities as a kid Mm. um which you know gave me a fear of dentists Mm -hmm. and then I got a tooth knocked out when I was 11 years old at school and then that um had to be fixed I got a really poor fitted um denture and that just heightened my fear of the dentist as well and um so I avoided dentists for years and years and then eventually I wanted to do something about my teeth. So I went and got um, braces and I paid privately to get braces and to get my my teeth fixed and to get a bridge put in and, you know, to get a smile back. Yeah. yeah. And it cost me a lot of money. I got myself into finan- financial yeah. troubles as a result because I got myself into debt. Um, but I said, you know, I remember the last tooth that I got removed and I kept hold of it. I've still got it in a memory <laughs> box somewhere because I wanted, it, <laughs> I, wanted it as a, I wanted it as a reminder. So, like, you know, as the last tooth yeah. that I had removed before I went on this big journey to get my smile fixed, I wanted it as a reminder to be like, you need to look after your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got the braces and I had, once the braces came off, my smile, smile was incredible and I was so happy with what I'd achieved. Mm. But yeah... When it came to wearing the retainer, I didn't. I kept forgetting. And even though I'd paid all this money to get my teeth fixed and you'd think that I want to keep them Mm. looking good, I didn't wear my retainer. My teeth shifted back. And that is a result of my ADHD and my inability to remain consistent when it comes to these things. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that I I saw a meme um, on one of the ADHD pages that we follow and it said... um, the problem is that with most things, consistency is key, and we've lost them. <laughs> so we've yeah, lost the I keys. saw that one as well. It's, it's great. so true. <laughs> it's so completely true. Um, I like I haven't gone to any great expense um, as you have, but it's definitely my ADHD has negatively impacted my my teeth. Like I, as I mentioned in the first episode. Um, one of my comorbidities um, was a really nasty eating disorder and that inevitably took its toll on my teeth. Yeah. So the hole um, in the bottom row of my mouth, I just don't have many at all. Like I really don't have very many bottom teeth. And the last time I went to the dentist, she said, um, 
why have you got so few teeth on the bottom? I was a bit like, oh, oh well. Um, so yeah, I don't have many teeth on the bottom. Um, and um, yeah, it's never really been like a fear of the dentist as such, but I do struggle to keep on top of admin. Yeah. And that is in part due to time blindness, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was actually going to make a dentist appointment this week. And of course, whoop, there's gone a week. And I don't even know, I haven't even noticed that it's been a week that I've been saying that. My dentist um, used to send me reminders and now that they've stopped, uh, you know, that's these, what you need. The, the appointments aren't getting booked. Yeah. And then, yeah, on top of that, um, the admin side of it, it's also that um, I have a problem with my hearing, which is something I want to talk about another time. But uh, suffice to say, yesterday I found out that potentially um, it might be something called auditory processing disorder. I only found out about this yesterday afternoon, so I don't want to dive into it too much. But part of my anxiety of, of scheduling appointments is to actually call somebody and speak to them because I can't hear what they're saying. But actually, I think it's more that I can hear what they're saying. I can't distinguish what they're saying. Yeah. So it's another thing to deter me from doing the necessary admin to, uh, yeah look after my teeth the next question we asked was do you enjoy showering um the 41 percent of you said leave me in there 15 percent said hate it and 44 percent said it is what it is so what did you answer i'm a leave me in there person i love showering Mm -hmm. really love showering i don't have a problem with the actual physical task Mm. enjoy it it's just the getting in there that i have a problem with Aha, uh-huh. so mine is hate it. And I was and I've been so embarrassed about this. So thank you to the fifteen percent for your honesty. Yeah. Um, because it's something that I've just been so ashamed of. It's so it's so weird. It started when I was a child, you know, like it's like a stupid kid thing, like go and get in the shower. Do and you I think it's like a little trauma that's maybe No, I just honestly think it's about being cold. And I know that's so stupid, but if we are like these, you know, potentially have these sensory, some sensory issues going on potentially, it's that when it's like, right, time to get in the shower, like obviously I'm not a kid. And if I'm going somewhere, I would get in the shower and clean myself and not put my stinkiness out into the world. Yeah. But it's more that um, it just feels like a massive chore because the immediate thought is, oh God, and then I'm going to have to get out and I'll be all cold and I'm comfortable right now. And why do I have to go and get uncomfortable? So yeah. uh, again, part of me trying to stick to that morning routine means that not only have I exercised, but I've also washed. And then because I've got out of the shower, I brush my teeth and it's this whole routine that works. But if I don't do it, I, like I said, just left to my own devices. I take it you like the feeling of after you've showered. When no! You're, when, no, but when you're clean and you're tr- oh, dressed yes. and yeah, you're yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. I like being clean, obviously, but it's that immediate getting out of the shower, feeling really cold, putting a towel on, getting through the house all wet, sit on the bed. What am I going to wear? Come back to that one. Whereas I, <laughs> I can sit on the bed after a shower probably for about three hours if I was left to my own devices. Oh, just in my it. towel. Even if I'm freezing, I can sit there and then realise my feet are so cold. Like, like I end up sometimes... Out. Yeah, I've zoned out and I end up having to get back into bed to warm myself up. Yeah, that's so funny, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, that, so that's, that's that. Like, it... it I'm really glad that other people are with me and they hate it. Like, being in there is fine, but getting in there feels like a chore because I hate how it feels when I get out of it, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we should have used that one as our differences this Oh, week. yeah. Well, there's an extra, <laughs> a little bonus difference. Um, how often do you shower? 
56% of you said daily. Well done. Well done. Proud of you. 29% said only when I have to. And 15% said when I remember. And I just wanted to add an extra one in there because um, I... I, I think I marked only when I have to or when I remember I think I was yeah. one of them but actually in actual fact it's not about remembering or when I have to I like being clean I like showering it's usually to do with time mm-hmm. and I won't shower as a result of not having enough time and like I said earlier because I've run out of time I need to be somewhere whether that's work I am um, I've totally lost what where but, I was well, going. But yeah, like the, the, <laughs> the point is, is that your time blindness, yeah, or hyper focus on a task, or sleeping in too late, all of these different aspects of how your ADHD affects you, or how ADHD affects you, um, is that um, you've run out of time. Yeah. And so I, you've got to you've got to be somewhere. I have to sacrifice yeah. something. Yeah. And like I see, it's usually my self care that's that I have to sacrifice. Yeah. Um. Mine was obviously the middle one, <laughs> only when I have to. Yeah. And that that is really, really true. And obviously have to sounds a bit dramatic. Have to does mean if I'm actually going somewhere, yeah. anywhere. But the point is, is that I work from home and I wake up and it's cold and I've got a lovely jumper on and no, I don't have to. So have to is, um, oh, you know, my, my husband's coming home. I don't want him to think I'm disgusting. I'll get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my have to. Um, the next question that we asked is, is healthy eating a priority? So 21% said yes, 18% said no, 19% said I forget to eat, and 42% said I struggle with controlling impulses. It's funny because I I answered one of them, but I could, I could answer three of them. Oh, really? So healthy eating is a priority for me, mm-hmm. but... I forget to eat and I struggle with controlling impulses. Mm-hmm. So it's, actually, yeah, I yeah, agree with that. It's super important to me, but I, I, I again, time is an issue with me with my ADHD and my time blindness, which results in me, you know, not realizing that oh god, I've not eaten all day, and mm. then rushing to get something to eat because I'm I'm going to work or whatever. So mm. yeah, I I I I haven't been eating properly for for a long time yeah you mentioned in a previous that like you're forgetting to eat leave it so long and then making the bad decision both for your health but also your finances because you're starving and it's like right i need to order delivery or whatever else it is and a lot of the time like i said before is like intention is there yes so i'll i'll go and i'll do my supermarket shop and i'll buy all the things to to eat healthy and then the food will get delivered and then i often end up wasting so much and i hate waste yeah. i absolutely hate it so i'm you know i'm just constantly contradicting myself yeah. and and what my beliefs are and what yeah. i want to achieve because i just well yeah just because health, health is a priority and you don't want to be wasteful but actually you know i all, all that immediately comes to mind is like pears rotting in a in a yeah. bowl which happens all the time which and then you again have... you feel bad about as well as not looking after your health you've got that other level of shame on top of it as well and then you have people talking to you saying well why don't you just you know buy a food shop do this like try this try Meal that prep. and it's like i try to do all That's of the it intention but i cannot keep up with the consistency of it and then ultimately it suffers 
yeah. time and time again. It's, yeah, consistency on all of the, everything that we said, time blindness, hyper-focusing, blah, 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 running out of time. Um, for me, randomly, um, I can... <laughs> Sorry, the window's open and there's people chatting outside, so if you can hear that, I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, for me, it's, uh, as is often the case, is decision-making. So I can often get overwhelmed. So that's an executive function thing is like not being able to make a decision. So actually what I've ended up doing is um, getting in a bit of a routine and I've actually turned into one of those things, those people that I swore I would never be in making the same meals every week. It ends up happening because it's just easier for me not to get overwhelmed. It's like, right, I'm going to buy this, this, this and this and I'm going to make these meals. But it's funny because I do this as well. I hyper-focus on a meal. Like at the moment, well, actually, it's probably not been for a couple of weeks, but ramen's been my thing and I keep making ramen bowls and it's so good. And before that, it was probably... um, carbonara yeah uh, that, that's a really another another e- easy one that i can throw together that i love and i'll tend to like eat that thing solidly yes. for like a couple of weeks until i bore myself of it yeah and then i'll move on to the next thing that... and the thing is i love cooking i love food and i love fresh tasty cook. delicious food yeah but um yeah i just end up with a frozen pizza 69p from morrison <laughs> because it's convenient <laughs> and it's just fits in 12 minutes in the oven and you know yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I did it. I said absolutely. I've probably said it about 90 times <laughs> But nobody already, sent so... us a forfeit, so I'll get away with that yeah, one. It's fine. Um, fine. So fine. the next question that I asked was, we asked was, do you wear clean clothes most days? Let's be honest. You did ask these okay. questions because Laura is like the, the social media queen and she's, she's, yeah. Now, Laura has problems with sleep. So she wakes up at 5 a.m. each day knocking around the house trying to find things to do. But, but she is on top of the social media and she is an absolute star. Trying. Because I can't even spell my name half the time. So, um, so we asked... <laughs> Um, do you wear clean clothes most days? 52% of you are absolute clean clothes heroes. Well done. Yeah. Um, 18% said no. And I actually felt really patronising when I asked the next two questions. So I asked, that reminds me I need to do the laundry. And that reminds me I need to empty the machine. And as I was putting it up, I was like, is that really patronising? But... You've humoured me, so thank you very much. 20% of you said that that question made you remember that you needed to do laundry, and 11% of you said, that reminds me, I need to empty the machine. What did you answer? And if I was answering that, I would have answered, um, you know, that I do wear clean clothes most days. I mean, there's obviously clothes that you'll get a couple of days wear of out course, of. Of yeah. I'm not going to, like, wash everything every no. single day. So I do tend to wear clean clothes most days. And it's better for the environment day. if you don't. But... I generally, I have a big, like quite a big wardrobe and I generally wait until everything's run out before I do the yeah. washing. And then I'm like, oh no, I need clothes. So I'm going to have to like quickly wash things or I'll end up wearing things that I never really wear and I should probably just throw out. Mm-hmm. But I keep them for the moments that I've forgotten to do all my washing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I constantly need to do laundry and I'm constantly leaving washing in the machine and it is an ongoing battle. In fact, before we did the podcast today, before we started today, before Laura came round, I actually had to move the pile of clean washing from the chair in the media room into my bedroom, which yeah. is now on my bed, which previous to that had been on the sofa for a week downstairs. Yeah. It's a doom pile of washing. Doom piles. Yeah. Yeah. They're just 
take over my life. Well, I have a really strange relationship with clothes in that I don't, I'm not very good at clothes. So I basically have two modes. It's sequins or rags. That's li- that's all I've got. It's true. It really is true. So I have going out clothes, going out, out, out clothes. Yeah. And I have mm. paint splattered leggings and big hoodie covered in paint and, you know, a random Guns N' Roses t-shirt mismatching socks like those are my two looks but you always look glamorous i do see not, well that's you very do. kind of you not even even your raggy clothes look glam more glamorous than mine i <laughs> no. I, I wear my sloth udi which is probably covered in like ramen stains down the front of it and when, when i'm slobbing out i am slobbing out to the max but the, the issue for me is that um i've historically she says because um it's the start of a new journey as I'm in this titration period and and feeling new things and trying to implement better habits and better self-care is that I've never been very good with money historically. And so the money... And and then, again, in self-care is making the right decisions for myself. So my priority would be, you know, with money, like, I wouldn't spend it and think, oh, I need to go and buy myself a lovely jumper. And some sensible warm trousers, because we live up here in Aberdeen. And, um, you know, some some good, comfortable shoes to walk in. I would be like, right, I want to go to this event somewhere. um, And I need an outfit for that. And then the rest of the time, just completely slum it in yeah in yeah, scruffies you, you, I, I don't I don't ever think about how I present myself on the daily and actually that causes quite a lot of shame because when I have something like um lunch with the in-laws or you know just something normal I literally and, and what's funny is it's like it's the first time it's ever happened every single time even coming to the podcast to, to record this today I was like she looks fabulous what, what do way. I normally wear and then I look in the same cupboard and drawers for these clothes that do not exist and randomly found this skirt and cut holes in the side of it so I could tie it up because it's a really random length <laughs> and my hair because oh we didn't talk about hair we, we can gonna, we can talk about hair. So I've got naturally curly hair. But I really feel like I need to shut up. I feel like I've been talking for 50 years. You keep going, my love. So um, my hair is curly. And if I wash it, if I was a sensible person, I would wash it. And then, you know, when I force myself to get in the shower, I would wash it and then put curly hair product on it. And then I could leave it to naturally dry. But because I prefer to wear my hair straight, because for some reason it makes me feel a bit more swishy and glamorous. It's what you like. It's what I like. Um, I don't put the curly hair product on it and I leave it so that then I straighten it. And on a good week, that's what's happened. But on a bad week, like this week, I washed my hair, I left it, and now it is one matted lump on top of my head which is why i am wearing a ridiculous leopard print turban which i actually bought to wear at glastonbury and like i said <laughs> she looks fabulous like i am loving this look it's literally covering loving just it. a mass of knots that i'm gonna have to pick apart another day but within that what we're really talking about or what I, the point i'm trying to make anyway is about shame yeah and that's something that people with adhd and I would argue, potentially, especially women, mm-hmm. suffer with 
in the bucket load. So when I'm talking about not having the right clothes to wear or I can't get a brush through my hair so I've put a turban on on a random Sunday afternoon turned up like I literally don't know what I've come as today. I actually messaged you and said by the way I'm wearing really strange clothes even for me. And she still it, looks fab. Thank you. It makes you feel um, a lot of shame because I'm not presenting myself as I want to be presented. I'm not feeling like myself. Everything's manic and thrown together and... We all set expectations for ourselves mm. and how we want to look. And if we're not meeting those expectations, then that's where the shame comes in. Mm. And whether that comes with, you know, hygiene or the way you're dressed, it, it, it's all, it all fits into the shame box. Mm. It's expectations and where you're hitting them. Yeah. So if I'm not brushing my teeth, I feel shame around that because I want to be brushing my teeth. Yes. I want to be looking after my you teeth and brushing them You kept that bloody tooth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I've done things to try and force me into it, but it doesn't matter what I try, I still cannot keep the consistency up. That's the issue. So it's, it's all same... about your actions, not mirroring your intention. Yeah, the intention is always there, and that's something I've said around my whole life and everything around it there's always intention but it's a struggle to keep up with those intentions and and hit the mark and that's where we fall short because of our ADHD and that's the problem right is that in self-care it's like uh, I think it was the last podcast I I mentioned about your brain having a brain of its own or not having your best interests at heart yeah and I think for me um, I carry a huge amount of shame in stimming so stimming is um uh, something that a lot of ADHD people suffer with. Um, I'll I'll get a good definition in a minute, but basically <laughs> my form of stimming is that I really badly bite my nails. So I have to wear um, acrylic nails on top of my nails to stop me biting my nails. And it works because they're really thick and plastic and a really silly colour. So I, it's like a warning before I put my hands in my mouth that that's not actually you're not going to be able to bite through acrylic although I have on a number of occasions um but what's now really bothering me is that because I've got the nails on I'm biting down my fingers so my fingers are really in a bit of a bad way yeah and I feel ashamed of how they look on the one hand and then on the other hand I can't I don't know I'm doing it I literally do not know I'm doing it until I've drawn blood or can't you know my fingers are literally throbbing like something out of a cartoon um but then on top of the shame I feel of how they look is I feel um unsafe in my own hands like I can't I can't care for myself left to my own devices I would just what what would I just not have any hands would I just I'm the same I'm the same when it comes to my like my skin for example I I pick but I don't pick certain like areas like yourself you kind of isolate to one area mm-hmm. I pick everything if there's something on my body that is pickable it will get picked like if I have a blister I will pop it if I have a scab I will pick it I can't just leave things alone. Like most people, if they have a cut or something, they'll leave it and let it heal. But no, I have an inability to do that. I have to pick. I'm looking for things on my skin constantly. And I guess that's maybe the hyperactive part of me that just can't sit still. It's always fidgeting. And so I'm always looking for something. If I don't have something to fidget with, I'm finding things on myself to fidget with. It's funny because I read something, obviously haven't remembered it, but I read something about... um, 
this kind of behavior can actually stem from a kind of perfectionism and that's something that I think is what tends to happen what will start me off with biting my fingers or my nails is that I will notice that something doesn't look right and then I'm trying to use my teeth to get that bit right yeah but then in doing that you're making it worse and then at some point I just fall into this trance that I can't stop and I think that's the difference and that's what you're doing it's like maybe you're looking but- at your skin to make it better or something no, I, see I think I think for you that's perhaps what it is but mm. for me it's the inability to sit still right. and so I'm just looking for something to pick something to keep my something mind to occupied do. something yeah. to do so if I'm not sitting with a pen in my hand like I have been this whole yeah, episode yeah, yeah. sitting pulling the lid and putting it back on mm. I'd probably be looking for things on my skin to pick, to, to do. To pick. <laughs> so if I have spots if I have scabs if I have yeah. blisters they will all get picked within an inch of their life if, if I'm left yeah to your end yeah to your own With devices. nothing to do, yeah. yeah. Well, I've just found a definition here. So, um, according to Very Well Health, um, ADHD stimming or self-stimulatory behaviour is when a person with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder repeats certain movements or sounds. The reason for stimming may vary depending on the person and their environment. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so the next question is, are you good at budgeting? 20% of you said yes. And an enormous 80% said no. That's interesting. It's very interesting, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Um, And I just want to go on to the next question because they all tie in together. Has ADHD caused you serious financial problems? 70% said yes, with the minority at 30 saying no. So, And again, that's so scary that, you know, people with ADHD are affected so much financially as a result and it's causing them serious problems. I know personally that I have had serious financial issues. Like I spoke about, I got into debt with trying to get my teeth fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, like I've, I've I've gotten into debt twice seriously in my life. One was, well, I mean, both times I've racked up this debt at my own peril. You know, mm. I've done it myself. But the first time I got into trouble and was stuck was was my own fault and I needed help to get out of debt. Yeah. Um. Thankfully, there's things in place in Scotland that called trustees yes. that help you when you get into these situations. So I did it, and I didn't tell many people. My close friends kind of knew about it, but um, it was the second time it happened that barely anybody knew about it. And mm. because maybe, because of shame, because of shame, yeah. because I'm like, not only have I got myself into serious debt once, I've done it again. Yeah, and how did I manage to do yeah. this? You know. So it was very shameful and now I'm out of debt and I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm like, which is really funny because I'm a student, but I'm actually more more stable now with my finances than I ever have been. Yeah. And that's through obviously learning my lesson quite a lot and, you know, the ADHD thing coming to light. Um, I'm, I'm a lot less likely to impulse buy I say less likely. I just bought some roller skates this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're essential items. That's not an impulse buy. <laughs> but I think about my purchases for a longer amount of time before making them than yeah. I would previously. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> I've actually got a little um, a little snippet from chad.org. Um, for adults with ADHD, issues with the following things make make keeping up with financial matters more difficult. So keeping track of bank balances or expenses, 
organising checks, bills and important tax papers and avoiding late payments, spending large credit card balances. Um, for me, uh, I got in a bit of trouble <laughs> with with paying taxes. So I'm self-employed, um, not self-employed, what they call it, a sole trader. See, I still don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I couldn't, <laughs> I literally, this sounds so stupid. And in the end, that was why I got the help that I needed because they could really see that I'm not getting this. Yeah. So it wasn't, I, I'm not very good with numbers anyway. So I, I have discalc, discalculia, which I can't Discalcula. even say. There we go. Um, and uh, I, there was a whole system, you know, it's like Fort Knox trying to get into the HMRC website, right? Oh. So I didn't have the right code. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. And then time blindness and task paralysis, overwhelm, all the rest of it, all this time kept passing. So I was speaking to them on the phone, but obviously it's all different people. But time's passing, time's passing, and I'm getting in trouble because I haven't paid this bill. Anyway, eventually, I finally spoke to this woman, and the bill was really, really huge, and my mum's thinking I'm going to go to prison, and all sorts of things. Um, And I spoke to the lady, and she was like, ah you don't understand this. And I was just like, no, I just can't. I can't make it work and I can't get this. She was like, you do know you can have somebody help you do this. And I was like, no. Oh, brilliant. Okay, then. So I arranged an appointment um, and I went down to the, whatever you call it, job seeker's office. I don't even know what you call it. Was it called? I have no idea. I don't even know what it's called. But I I went down there and a lady sat down with me and she was just like, right, we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it the paper way, old school. Don't even worry about the app. You're freaking yourself out. Here's a bit of paper. Let me work it out with you. And from that point, I could do it. It was just actually, yeah, so many elements of ADHD were making it impossible for me to fill out a thing that I was totally upfront about paying, totally fine to pay. I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, no, I can relate on that yeah. one as well. I had a little craft business for a while and I signed up as a sole trader and never did a tax return. I read somewhere that you needed to earn a certain amount and my, yeah. my small business was making buttons. Like yeah. I was barely making a profit once I tied in expenses and everything. And um, so I, I did, still have to I, do it. I did nothing. Yeah. For the first year, the second year, the third oh, wow. year, and I've still done nothing. And eventually, it was this year. I tried to do something. I had an absolute nightmare trying to get into the HMRC website, yeah. etc. Eventually, got on and um, tried to sort something out, and it didn't work. They told me I needed to do something else. I can't really remember. And then I got a letter through the through the door saying that they realised that I don't need to pay taxes mm-hmm. and basically that they've cancelled my sole trading account, which is oh, great. which is exactly what I wanted to happen, yeah. but I just was unable to do it myself. Yeah. And so it's through my procrastination that it's fixed itself in the long run. But I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess, yeah. in that regards. I do feel like a sort of an ongoing theme is is this idea about speaking out and and needing help, like. I didn't understand that I could get help, but like, obviously there's help there because people need help. But you didn't ask for the help. I didn't ask for the help. I didn't ask for the help. I didn't. I didn't explain what the problem was properly. And the minute that I did was when the help came. And I think that you know, there's so much stuff online, amazing stuff in the ADHD online community. People giving life hacks, tips and tricks, all the rest of it. And I'm not really giving any of those because we're really just starting this journey. So we're on it with you well, some of you are probably much further ahead than us, like figuring out what works. But I think the thing that we keep coming back to time and time again 
is acceptance, isn't it? It's like, look, instead of looking away in shame at yourself, is looking in and going, what are my problems? How does this work? And how do I hack this for myself? And for me, like example of me cooking the same meals every week, not every week, but you know, having those go-to meals, things like that. Anything that's going to make your life easier and the tasks that you struggle with, reaching out and asking for help. Call Citizens Advice. Get help. And I think where the some of the problems come in is the rejection-sensitive dysphoria oh, yeah. as well. Scared to ask for yeah. help because you're scared about what other people are going to think about you as a result in asking for shame, that help. Shame, shame, shame. And that's where the shame comes in as well. And it yeah. all ties in together. Yeah. And we're just left feeling really sorry for ourselves and a shameless heap on the floor. And it's and, such a cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Because the more ashamed that you feel, the more inept you feel, the more unable to stand up and, and take the next step you are. And then you, you're you stuck in this task paralysis yeah. place where you can't... Overwhelm. Yeah. Can't even see the first step, never mind take it. And then you feel stupid and, yeah. oh, it's just, it spirals. spirals and that's and spirals. where obviously it can get worse and people get themselves into trouble and... All sorts. All sorts. So, you know, self. before we even get to self-care, it's about self-inventory. Mm-hmm. What does your life look like? What do you struggle with? And and how can you then figure out some kind of routine or, or you were talking about body, body doubling. We were yeah. Talking about earlier, weren't I mean, we? you, you touched on body doubling and it went yeah. over my head last week because I'd <laughs> never heard of the term. And it wasn't until I seen a post on Facebook today. And um, I guess it goes into what I was saying last week about how um, if I've got external pressure or external help, then that'll help me get things done. Yeah. So body doubling is, you know, having someone there so that you're almost accountable. Accountability, yeah. 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 And um, I think that's, you know, it could be just having your friend on the phone while you clean the house. Or Yeah, you said you did or, that. Yeah, yeah, and I did that. And I I cleaned my house without even realising I'd done it just because I was chatting on my phone phone for three yeah. hours yeah 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 and um or pairing up with someone to exercise all of these little things yeah. can help so um yeah it's very interest interesting thing to look speak into speak up reach out yeah um that's that's all we've got because like say we're still in the trenches we're still figuring out how we're gonna make you know help ourselves to 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 make self-care a priority and to be able to do the things that we want to do yeah and have the quality of standard of living that we want to have well this is it this is a quick interruption from the future it's laura here i just wanted to let you know that dawn stepped down from the podcast to give her all to her degree in october 23 she explains all in the series two episode called it's always darkest before the dawn from that point i continue adhdf solo and i'm about to start the third uk tour which will actually be the last of this nature i would love to meet you in real life at alien nation the adhdf live events are to connect local adhders raise adhd awareness and they start in april 2024 and finish in july in Scotland and England. Undiagnosed ADHD made me feel alienated from society. The shows featuring very special guests from the podcast explore going from feelings of alienation to discovering an alien nation. Tickets are available via the link in the blurb of this episode, also via the link in bio on ADHDAF podcast Instagram. I really hope to see you at these totally unique events. 
the last ever ADHDF tour of this nature. Self-diagnosis valid, no diagnosis necessary, and I invite you to encourage the people in your life that need to learn more about ADHD from a late diagnosed perspective to come along. Adults only, all genders welcome. If you'd like to come but you feel nervous about coming alone, please don't. Just let me know and I will arrange for a welcome party to greet you at the door and seat you with others just like you. I don't want you to miss out on the last hurrah, so grab tickets whilst they last and come hang with the gang in real life. If undiagnosed ADHD made you feel like an alien, you are not alone. There's a whole planet of us. If you can't make any of the live events or you would like to connect online sooner, come and join us in the Planet ADHD AF peer support community via the link in the description to chat to myself and a whole load of other like-minded legends the world over on Discord and Zoom. Membership includes body doubling, accountability squads, self-care club, monthly advice from an ADHD coach, blogs, vlogs, behind the scenes content, exclusives and discounts on all merch, downloadables and events tickets. I really hope to chat to you soon, either online in the Planet ADHDF peer support community or in real life at the Alien Nation tour. Big love. So I think next is time for differences. It is time for differences and I think we were going to stick to the self-care kind of theme. Yes. And um, it was on the subject of meditating and um, self-care and massages. And baths and all that kind of, you know, the the stereotypical Instagram wellness idea of what self-care is. So have a bath, light yeah. some candles. And I love a bath. Mm. I absolutely love a bath. I always shower after my bath because I never have a bath for the reason of like cleaning. I go in there to chill, mm. light some candles, usually take a book with me end up not reading the book and you know sit on my phone instead but I can sit in the bath for three hours Mm -hmm. easily I will take some water out and I will top it right back up and I can sit in there for three hours quite quite content and almost but almost stuck I think once I'm in the bath I can't get out and unless is it because you're afraid of the cold like me? No, it's just that I'm having such a nice time. You just want to stay But in. even though when I've been sat in there for so long, it's actually like uncomfortable, like yeah. on the neck and stuff, but I just and can't like, move you're out. And you're not pruned to the yeah. max. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I just... Turned into a mer person with gills. Yeah, but again, this is, this is where the task paralysis comes in. Yeah. And unless there's external pressure or motivation for me to get out of that bath, yeah. like as in I needed to go to bed now or I needed to go and do the thing that I have planned for the day. Mm. Um, yeah, I can sit in the bath for hours. I just say, but am I thinking <laughs> Yeah. But I can sit in the bath for hours. Yeah. And you're the opposite. Well, yeah, so I see it as more functional. So um, I, like I said, when my hair has got to the terrible matted state that it has today, um, a bath is so much easier because I can sit in the bath and be warm whilst I put all of the conditioner and sit there for God knows how long picking out little knots and things to get to get my hair unmatted. Um, and I can sit and do it. Whereas in a shower, I stand there and I'm cold and it's uncomfortable. Whereas I can sit in a bath and do it and I will shave my legs and everything gets done in the bath. So I see it as this really practical, functional thing, um, which I definitely prefer to a shower, 100%. And when you get out, the air's all warm, you've got the condensation, so yeah. it, it's not as cold. Whereas a shower, I'm so like, eh, it, it all happens really quickly and I get out and I'm cold and it's horrible. Whereas yeah. a bath, I can do that. But um, I don't actually spend that long because I see it as this practical thing rather than this relaxing thing. I sit in it for like however long it takes to pick my hair out and that's it. 
I actually sat in the bath to get my ADHD forms filled out for the doctor. <laughs> so there was the forms that I had to fill out for the doctor. There was 36 questions about my life as a child and my life as an adult. And I had to like go into details of each question, like explain, describe why, etc. And I knew that this was going to be a really difficult task for me to sit and concentrate on. But I know when I'm in the bath, I'm kind of stuck there for however long. And as long as I don't take my phone in with me as a distraction, Ah. I could be in there getting those forms done. So I sat in the bath for three hours and completed those forms. (laughs) How did they not get wet? I've got a little tray thing that I use. Yeah, I've got a little tray thing in my bath, but it it was an ingenious way to get it done because I forced myself into into a place where I wasn't able to do anything yeah. else apart from the task that but was in front of me. But that is the perfect example of a hack. Yeah. Of your of your own individual hack because you know yourself and if you do X, Y and Z, you have got that time to focus on getting that task done. That is genius. Yeah. So. I mean, random. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely genius. It worked. It worked for me. So I'm just going to go with the bath hack so there you go and in terms of meditating um i think everyone can agree that meditation is not an easy thing to do no um but particularly for people that have a million tabs open in their brain at once Mm -hmm. um i think we can agree that we both struggle with it yeah but in quite different ways yeah so when i'm meditating i can actually like i sometimes listen to guided meditation before i go to sleep if i'm struggling to sleep and my brain's too busy I'll I'll stick one on and put the sleep timer so it's like 40 minutes and sometimes it works but more often than not I can actually zone out completely from the meditation to the point that it finishes I'm still awake <laughs> and I'm thinking of something I'm on a different planet because you haven't listened to because I haven't anyway. listened to a word of the meditation because <laughs> I've been off on my own little journey inside of my head that's so funny mine's like I always do headspace I've had headspace on my phone for years and years and years and I dip in and out of it I try and do it every day but you know how it goes um but I just love that guy's voice because all other guided meditations like I can't relate to it because it doesn't feel like anything to do with my life no just relax close your eyes and take a deep (laughs) breath like I can't do it but that guy sounds like someone you would chat to in the pub so I can I can do that but what happens is it is that constant act of coming back. So I spend um, a really unreasonable amount of my guided meditation thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner, uh, what I'm going to say in answering an email, all of these things. And then I come back and go, no, be here, be here now, be here in the present. And that's, as I understand it, is the act of meditation. But then what happens is at the very end, he always says, um, now just put everything down, you know, don't just give give your brain the permission to think for a minute whatever it wants to do think about and I tell you what that minute that he says that my brain can do whatever it wants to do is the only minute that I meditate for in that moment (laughs) I am zen I am in complete and utter peace and I meditate for that one minute because he's given me permission to isn't that strange yeah that is bizarre I don't know if that's like my own internal rebellion or if it's just like the god knows but that's the minute that I meditate how strange we are Um, So, and finally, Dawn, what is the most ADHD thing you have done this week? (laughs) I lost a fiver. (laughs) I didn't even have a fiver. (laughs) 
Right, so let me tell this story. I just started a new office job for the summer um, as I'm a student and um, I went to the shop. I asked if anyone needed anything. Um, my boss gave me a fiver and asked me to pick up some sugar for the office. So I stuck it in my pocket and I got to the supermarket and as soon as I got out of my car, I realised the jacket that I had on has really crap pockets. So like if you pull your keys or your phone out, anything else in there comes out with it and you end up losing things. So I grabbed the fiver, I put it in my hand and I said to myself, you need to hold on to this because if you leave it in your pocket, you're going to end up losing it. Mm -hmm. Now, somewhere between that thought and getting to the till, I obviously completely forgot about the fact that I'd taken this fiver out and put it in my hand. And lost it. To put you. So I assume I put it. I, I assume I put it back in my pocket, and when and I that, pulled well, out the crap pocket that you were trying to protect it yeah, from. Yeah. And I assume that I pulled out my mobile phone to then look at my phone, and yeah. the fiver must have come out somewhere. Oh. And someone's a fiver up somewhere, and I had to make apologies to my boss about where his change was because I <laughs> didn't have any money to give him back because I'd lost you, the fiver. And now, left his fiver. now he thinks I've just stolen his fiver. Oh, so God. I. I bought him his lunch the other day. I bought him a sandwich when I went to the shops to make up for it as a way of an apology. And just all oh, the embarrassment and the shame around it. You know, just, just silly little ADHD thing. Yeah, with what? the best intentions in oh, that moment. I know, it was I know. gone. What about yourself? So I had a deadline on Friday for my course. And um, instead of like, fully focusing on that I had this niggling idea for an absolutely ridiculous reel a fabulous ridiculous that I reel. really hope I can persuade Dawn to do with me straight after this because I'm so excited about it I've been thinking about it for days <laughs> um and yeah so instead of focusing on the thing that I needed to do even with the deadline looming yeah I could not stop thinking about this reel so I just said you know what I give in put my laptop to one side, sat down and started messaging you about this absolutely ridiculous reel that I can't wait to share with you very soon. Let's do it. I'm so in. <laughs> and with that, let's go because I'm well up for it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. But I guess that brings us to the end of episode yeah. three. And although we tried to keep this down to... Um, 30, half an 36 hour, thirty six minutes. minutes. Um, I think this is probably going to be our longest one yet. It was never going to happen, and perhaps that's it as well. We rebelled against ourselves. Yeah, I think I think we just kind of just have to go with the flow from now on. Yeah, if the really episodes do. are going to be this long, they're going to be this long, yeah. and we know that you people out there with ADHD might struggle to listen to us all in one go. But we hope that we entertain you enough to make yeah. you want to come back and listen to if you can't do it in a one hour and yeah thank you so much for listening we've been really overwhelmed seriously and especially like all the different countries that's just mental who the hell is listening yeah. to us in chile whoever you are hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been checking out the stats and it's just wild to see that we've gone international yeah. with this and it's fantastic we're yeah. obviously we're we're getting awareness and we're making a noise and um yeah, it's good to see. So thank you to all our new listeners and followers, to followers, and everyone that's supporting us. We've got some very, very exciting things coming up. Grab your tickets for Alien Nation Live UK Tour via the link in the blurb of this episode and come hang with the gang in real life or in the online peer support community Planet ADHD AF. Oh, and remember, self-care is important. Yeah. Be kind, be compassionate towards yourself. Self-interest, self-inventory, self-compassion, self-care. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, take care. Look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cheerio. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so that's three. That's three. <laughs> <laughs>
okay. Yeah. That's okay. ADHD as females. ADHD AF. ADHD females. The podcast.